Good morning. Welcome on this Tuesday morning to our devotional Golden Nuggets Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you've been following with us, today we are continuing in the book of Acts. We started off reading from chapter 2 verse 1 that when the day of uh, Pentecost was fully come, and of course we mentioned about the importance of uh, the timing, God's timing for things and the fullness of that timing. As we've been reading, we discussed how the Jewish community, the males, were gathered at the temple during this time, during this Feast of Weeks, to present their first fruit offerings of the wheat offering. And they had people come from so many different places. So the city was literally packed with uh, crowds of people, and especially the males that would come for this celebration, which was required uh, by the law. But at the same time, these 120 were in the upper room praying, and of course the Holy Spirit uh, came upon them, and that was the beginning of a new age. Uh, we said the church age, the age of the Holy Spirit, uh, whatever you want to call it. But now we're looking at Peter's message. The message after having been anointed by the Holy Spirit he preaches now this message that is uh, both as a witness personally from what he had seen and those that were with him had seen concerning Christ and taking from the Old Testament scriptures that portion which is also prophetic. So this is where we're going to start off at. In the book of Acts, in chapter 2, in verse 27, it says, Because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thy Holy One to see corruption. Now, Peter was quoting from the Old Testament. He was actually quoting from Psalm 16. That entire psalm, the way that it is dedicated. That psalm was written by David who, with the spirit of prophecy upon his life, wrote and pinned this down. So let's look at some of these things as we read them and enjoy what God does say in His Word and take it to heart. It says in John ten seventeen, Therefore Jesus said, Does my Father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it up again. So he already had a promise. See, this is already a fulfilling of a promise. It, it was fulfilled. Jesus spoke about it in John 10, but by the time we get to the book of Acts, this is a fulfillment of that promise, that his soul was not left in hell, and neither was his body allowed to decay, to corrupt, to dissolve, whatever words you want to use when the body goes through that process of going back to dirt and back to dust and ashes to ashes and the whole works. It says in verse number 18 of John chapter 10, No man taketh it from me. So Jesus was saying, no man can take my life. They can't kill me because they try to kill me. But I lay it down of myself. 
I have the authority, that's the word power that is used there, not dunamis, I have the authority to lay it down. And I have the authority, the same word, power, I have the authority to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Now that is an awesome thing to be able to trust and depend on his Father to the point of I'm being asked to lay down my life, but I am given a promise and a command that I can also take my life and bring it back up again. Of course, through the power of the Holy Spirit and the resurrection. We read in the book of Acts now in verse 28. Still chapter 2, but verse 28. <clears throat> Thou hast made known unto me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy for thy countenance. And once again, this is from Psalm 16, roughly about verse 8 to 11. Verse 29. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriot David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. And of course, there in the city of Jerusalem, in the city of David, is where the kings were buried and his remains, Peter basically says, are still here with us to this very day. His body that had decayed, died and buried and was still in a sepulcher. In verse 30, something awesome is mentioned by Peter. He says concerning David, Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. Now, you have to understand the, the, the depths of, of, of fellowship that David had with God. David wrote so many of the Psalms. And when you read the Psalms, you wind up reading the prophecies concerning the Messiah, concerning Jesus, and concerning his life, his death, his burial, his resurrection. When you read all of these things, you are listening to the spirit of prophecy. It's giving witness to Jesus, even though David didn't know that his name was Jesus, but he knew that he was going to be the Messiah. Out of his own lineage of flesh, the Messiah was going to come from David's line. And he had a promise concerning this from God himself. So Peter says, therefore being a prophet, and we know that he was actually a king, but so many of his psalms are prophetic. And this is going to be important for us to understand that when you're witnessing and testifying about Christ, when you're witnessing and testifying about his death and burial and his resurrection, the spirit of prophecy is what is working in the lives of individuals because you're giving testimony. 
You're giving testimony to the Messiah. You're giving testimony to the Son of God. You're giving testimony and witness not only what the Word of God says, but what He has done in your or our lives personally. Says in the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 23, verse 1 and 2, concerning David, as we read here, it says, Now these be the last words of David. David, the son of Jesse, said, And the man who was raised up on high, the anointed of God of Jacob, and the sweet psalmist of Israel. In other words, these are the titles and names that are given to him. It says in verse number 2, The Spirit of the Lord spoke by me, and his word was in my tongue. Now this shouldn't surprise us one bit. With Aaron and with Moses, the same thing took place. And when the prophet Jeremiah or the other prophets were sent, they would say, the word of the Lord is in my mouth. Or the Lord would say, my word shall be in thy mouth. Nobody's going to be able to resist it. So David right here is put right along with these other individuals when it comes to testifying about the Messiah. Now, it says in verse 3 of 2 Samuel 23, The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spoke to me. He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. Now, in the New Testament, in Revelation 19.10, this is what it says. When John encountered himself up in heaven in his vision, uh, or having been taken up in whatever form he was taken up, and this is one thing that he is told. It says, And I fell at his feet, this was John, to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. Now, this individual, we assume it's an angel. But here it says, I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And the word testimony is the word basically it means to be martyred or it, it means to uh, uh, have an individual that is speaking and he gives forth evidence even with his own life and even if he has to die. So martyr or testimony. But here it means to give evidence, to give evidence, evidence that is undisputed, evidence that cannot be denied. Evidence of what God has accomplished and has done. So David here, excuse me, John here, is saying that this individual tells him, Hey, don't worship me. I am of your fellow servants, of your brethren. Now I'll tell you this much. When was the last time you heard an angel tell you that, that, that he was your brother? See, so this is talking about a man. It's not talking about an angel that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. 
Then as we continue in the book of Acts in chapter 2, in verse 31, <clears throat> he seen this before, spoke of the resurrection of Christ. Can you imagine that? David was talking about the resurrection of Christ. Remember, he was speaking by the Holy Ghost. Now, Peter is speaking by the Holy Ghost. Seeing, seeing this before he spoke of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. No decay to the body. This is what Jesus had to say, or this is what Jesus' uh, words were to his disciples. In verse 32 it says, This Jesus has God raised up, whereof we are witnesses. It says in verse number, <clears throat> uh, Acts chapter 1 verse 8, But you shall receive dunamis, after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. And you shall be my witnesses. Once again, here's that word martyr. Martyr. It basically means that the spirit of prophecy is working through your life when you're a witness of Jesus. You shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. And then Jesus spoke in Luke chapter 24 verse 46 onward. And he said unto them, Thus as it is written, <clears throat> that it behooved Christ to suffer and to be raised up from the dead on the third day, verse 47, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among the nations, beginning at Jerusalem, verse 48, and you are witnesses of these things. This is what Jesus is telling his disciples. He has resurrected from the dead. He's meeting with them and he tells them this. But he instructs them in verse 49. Behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with the dunamis from on high. This is where we take what Jesus said and what happened on the day of Pentecost and what was prophesied by David and put it all together in one package and we see the spirit of prophecy talking about the resurrection of Jesus. And this message was preached and these individuals heard this message. They were pricked to their heart and they asked, what shall we do to be saved? And Peter says, repent. And that's where we'll pick up tomorrow on Wednesday with the Lord's help. Until then, may God enlighten the spiritual understanding and open your spiritual eyes to see and behold how awesome and how great this Feast of Pentecost really was. The introduction of the Holy Spirit age the introduction of the power of God to be his witnesses, the introduction of he that would be the comforter set alongside to guide us to live a life that is fulfilling not only to us, but that is right before God 
In Jesus' name, be blessed. Amen.